Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. Listen, I want to I want to share a quick quote with you, and then we'll move over to Johnny Polis and find out what's going on in his world these days. Uh, a Facebook friend by the name of Monique Fullerton posted this, and it is from a Daily Dose of Happy. And here's the here's the comment. All right, here's the quote: Trust the trust the wait and embrace the uncertainty. Everything will come at the perfect time when nothing is certain. Anything is is possible. I love that. I love, I always, you know, I think one of the things I learned earlier in my career was that people want certainty and they have a difficult time dealing with ambiguity when things are not, when things are ambiguous, when it's very uncertain about where the future is headed. In my career, uh, especially later in my career, dealing with very significant corporate uh, change projects, I thrived in a, in a scenario where there was ambiguity, where, where my role as a leader was to show people that anything was possible. And uh, that's what that quote is talking about. And that, that applies to your job, to your life. Um, you know, it says, trust the weight and embrace the uncertainty. Everything will come at the perfect time. When nothing is certain, anything is possible. I think that's just really wise advice. So now let's shift gears and move over to my friend, Major John, jo- excuse me, Johnny Polis. He's the director of the 10 to 34 project. It's a wellness and resiliency program at the Mississippi Highway Patrol. He used to be head of public affairs. And most recently, I had a great visit with Commissioner Sean Tindall, who talked about the the wellness program that you're involved in, in, Johnny. And we'll talk more about that here in just a second. But first, before we go any further, welcome back to Coast View. And how you doing, my friend? Thank you for having me, Ricky. And, and it's been very busy, uh, but in a very good way for me. Uh, as you know, I have made that transition into this new program, and I'm very excited to see where we can take it. Hey, when I hear the Polis name, I, I'm going to go back a little bit and, and tell people about what Polis, the Polis name means to me. But in my early days at the Sun-Herald, I uh, worked there for many years, as, as 27 years to be exact, and then ultimately became the president and publisher of the Sun-Herald. Um, we uh, actually contracted with Polis Tire to do to the work on our fleet. So, you know, the tr- trucks that delivered to your homes and and the, the cars that, that district managers and circulation and others had, Polis Tire always did work for us. And I got to know the Polis family really well, David and David Jr. and others there. Uh, the Polis family uh, in particular just uh, meant a lot to me. But along the way, I got to know Johnny. And our paths crossed, you know, he ultimately goes into the highway patrol. He gets very focused on uh, all kinds of neat stuff. He, we've talked about it before on this program. Very, I say neat, but I would say important stuff. For example, this whole notion of kids and the, the distractions that can cause them to wreck, whether the distraction could be, you know, drug abuse, it could be alcohol abuse, it could be your phone, it could be, you know, mobile phones. I, I think, man, when Johnny, when you look at the growing numbers on distracted driving in kids, especially as it relates to smartphones and using smartphones going down the road, um, it's scary, isn't it? Absolutely. And Ricky, before we we get into that that subject, I need to tell you, and I always do, how appreciative I am of you and how you helped guide me in my career and helped me stay focused through the tough times on what really matters. And 
and my job, and you know where I'm passionate it, it's helping people. And, yeah. and, the, and, and I'm going to continue doing that till the day that I take the uniform off. And w- we'll see. I, I, I've got a date in mind. I've got a couple more years I'd, that I'd like to work. Uh, but I'm going to rely on people like you and other leaders around the state. I'm very appreciative of Commissioner Sean Tennell and Colonel Rain again uh, in giving me this opportunity. That, that transition from traffic safety worked well with me going to the wellness program. Now, to answer your question, you know me, I'm always going to be concerned about what our teenagers are doing out there on the roadways in Mississippi. It continues to be an issue with distracted driving. You know, we always say the teenagers get pretty beat up when it comes to texting and driving, but the the issue with that is they're so good at it, Ricky. They're so good at it. I mean, they can drive down the road and be hitting buttons on the cell phone and never even look at the phone one time. The problem is they have to read the response. So that that will be an ongoing battle with us when in the highway patrol, law enforcement in general, about just trying to get the message out to to people about, hey, look, just focus on making it from point A to point to point B. And that that mission will never stop. You know, it's amazing to me. I, I've, I'm a big student of digital media. Uh, you know, I was a, a big fan of Steve Jobs and his innovation. To think that the smartphone, that the iPhone was introduced in 2007. I mean, that's after Katrina. Think, right. Just think about it for a minute and, and think about what has happened in terms of putting this tool in everyone's hand. If you study, if you study uh, Steve Jobs' goals when he created the iPhone, one of the things that was really important is he wanted it to be incredibly intuitive. In other words, the ability to use your finger and swipe the screen, and they use that what's called Gorilla Glass. He found that specific kind of glass where it was sensitive to the touch, but also extremely tough. But he, he said, you know, he wanted he wanted you know kids, maybe even babies, to be able to look at it and intuitively understand what to do. And I tell you, what, what it's really interesting because I have grand kids and I've watched them, you know, put, put a, you can put an iPad in front of them and, you know, two-year-old be able to move themselves okay. around on it. I mean, just think of, that's what intuitiveness is. Mm-hmm. I have a, we have a 10 month old and my watch is, is, is to the touch. So you can, you can move from screen to screen and be able to, to get to places. And I watch, I watch my 10 month old, uh, 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 grandson to grab my watch and flick it with his finger and move around. Think about it for a minute. But did we ever know that that intuitiveness, that capability, that power in people's hands would be a major, major determinant to whether they actually live or not when they're behind the wheel of a car? And I, I, I tell you, uh, we, we're going to get to the to the wellness and resiliency program here shortly, but you and I should never spend time together and not remind people how deadly distracted driving is, should we? Well, you know where we started. Uh, you know, you and I got together not long after Katrina, and I started bouncing ideas off of you because at that time we were experiencing some really tragic crashes on the coast with teenagers. And, and you know, and it didn't take us long to look at what we had to do with that, again, to put the message out there to save lives. The problem we had back then, Ricky, is the same problem we have today. We take driving for granted and and we give the brain too much credit when it comes to perception and reaction time. Yet we, we're really good on these devices, 
especially teenagers. But again, we give the human brain too much credit when it comes to driving. And that, that's never going to change. The human brain, it is what it is, and that's not going to change. So we have to change our way of thinking when it comes to using these devices. We do. We do. And as parents, we have to just stay focused on reminding our kids every time they're in the car to to pay attention to, to driving. I, I mean, when you look at some of the statistics about when someone is distracted for even a second, uh, depending on how fast they're going, how quickly things can go to hell in the handbasket. And we see it. We see it almost every day across. In fact, we do see it every single day across the state, and it's scary. And it's, it's probably one of the most significant contributors toward uh, crashes these days. Uh, who who knew that we would be at this po point at this stage of our right. history? When you consider the iPhone was just developed in 2007, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But like I mentioned, Johnny, I talked to. Um, to Commissioner uh, uh, Sean Tindall last week, he's he's a regular on our show, and it's been great watching his journey at the department. And um, I'm I, I, I observed of him when we were together this past time that there was a calmness about him because he's got everybody in where he wants them now, and he's able to focus on on policy and connecting to people. He actually told me a story out the air I thought was pretty cool. He he was at a driver's license office uh, just visiting and he learned that someone one of the greeters of someone at the door near the door was uh it was the, it was her birthday and he sang sang the, her birthday happy mm -hmm. birthday to her right there in the middle of the lobby and i like i like the thought of how he's humanizing he's kind of a hands-on leader you know that he's someone who right. really wants to be to be involved and um, he was talking about the efforts to reach out to the patrolman because, as you know, the Department of Public Safety has a lot of different pieces to it. Mm -hmm. But he really was very focused on the highway patrolman and reaching out to them. was having these kind of meetings with them and going around the state mm -hmm. and talking to them. He spends a lot of time doing that. But then when he got to what you're working on, the 1034 Project, uh, uh, the, the Wellness and Resilience Program, he was really proud of it and felt like some good things were going to come from it. So tell me, we'll, let's just frame what it is, and we'll talk more specifically about it uh, after we come back from break. But tell me about what, what is this program? Okay, to, to give you an idea of the, why we named it the 1034 Project, 1034 is a 10 code that we use for radio transmission. 1034 stands for Officer Requests Backup. So ah. we thought this what a, what a great title to give this wellness and resiliency program, and that's what we're building on. I should have remembered that from my paramedic days, and now it's yeah. all came rushing back to me, frankly. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk to continue our conversation with Major Johnny Polis and talk specifically about the wellness and resiliency program that they're doing at the Mississippi Highway Patrol. You see after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. I have Major Johnny Polis with us. He's the, the project officer for wellness and Re- resiliency program for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, uh, Mississippi Department Highway Patrol. Excuse me. I was in kind of my super talk outdoors mode there for a second. But anyway, Johnny, what's interesting to me is that you and I, we have such such great conversations during the breaks. And one of the things you asked me when we were at break is when you were talking about distracted driving, I worked as a paramedic early in my life. And you asked me, you, you said, you never, once you have the images in your head of what is possible when people have accidents because they were distracted for one reason or another, once you have, once you've participated in a situation like that, you never forget it, do you? And no. I said, no, I never forget it. And you never forget it, do you? And the no. thing that drives you to stay focused on it is you don't want other people to have to see that because it's, it's literally will scar you for the rest of your life. You get through it, but it does, it does create motivation and a powerful image for why you want to keep the message out there so other people don't have to face that. It's, it's really important, isn't it? Yes, and Ricky, that's why this program is so important. Uh, Wellness and resiliency programs are not new. There are a lot of agencies around the country that have had these type of programs in place for over 10 years. And and in saying that, once I I receive the responsibility of developing our program, I've reached out to states across the country. I've reached out to sheriff's departments, uh, police departments, and sheriff's departments and police departments within Mississippi, because at the end of the day, we want the 1034 Project to be the best wellness and resiliency program in the country. It is, it is needed just due to some things that we talked about. You know, studies show that repeated exposure to critical incidents or traumatic events have long-lasting effects, not only on the officers, but their families as well. We have to we have to provide the resources to the families because, as you well know, they're they're the support system that we have in place. Once the car turns off and we go in and we take the badge and the gun off, and that goes for any first responders. And what's going on in society uh, in today's world? You 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 cannot turn the TV on and not hear something about law enforcement in some negative aspect. Well, keep in mind, we're we're kind of desensitized to that as a law enforcement officer, but our families are not. And, and, And we tend to forget that they go through some of the same things that we go through. So this, this program is designed not to only provide resources and support for officers, but for their families and their children as well to help bridge these the gaps that we have with our communities. I love I love the thought of this. And, you know, I talk about resiliency all the time that as Mississippians, we're we are we've faced so many disasters. You know, Katrina obviously was a defining moment for so many people, but then the oil spill and all these other things. That resiliency to me, and what I came to understand about resiliency, is that you can go through a bad situation, whatever it might be. And in the case, this case, maybe a highway patrolman or maybe his family as an extension of that highway patrolman, is the ability to bounce back. Right. And so what what's embedded in that is, you know, you, you want to be physically healthy as you possibly can because if you have you know if you're not healthy physically that can drag you down and cause you know mental mental conditions as well you got to get your head right you have to have a good understanding of that if you're holding stuff in then it can create 
all kinds of issues for you that you're not even aware of. It happens subconsciously. But what you're trying to do is build a program that makes it so that as many patrolmen and their families as possible, no matter how tough the situation is, that they understand how to look at it and they understand how to sort of get beyond it so they can bounce back, in this case, be resilient from it and live a good, happy life and not have the burden of carrying you know, some bad memories around with them. That's what this is about, isn't it? Right. And the first thing we did, it has multiple components in the program. But the first component we started with, Ricky, was a peer support team. We trained 35 uh, state troopers and MBI agents last month. And what their role would consist of, say, for example, we have an officer-involved shooting. A, a trooper or multiple troopers are involved in this shooting. These peer, peer support members will respond to that scene get with that trooper, pull them off to the side and just say, look, I'm here for you. Does your child need to be picked up from school? Is there anything I do? Do I need to go see your parents? Tell me what I can do to provide that support for you right now, because that's what we're here for. We've never had that component in place. That is awesome. And in the little time we have left, what are the second and third components? Okay. So we have a family support a group that we're, we're going to implement to where spouses, significant others have a voice where we can actually provide resources for them to give them an idea what to look for. Because we're kind of hard to figure out, Ricky. You know, yeah. we, we're, we're desensitized, but that doesn't mean our families need to become desensitized. So we'll have the family support group. We'll have financial wellness. We're going to have advisors come in to try to talk to the troopers and help them guide them through the process of making good financial decisions as you well know you don't get into law enforcement for the money so yeah. sometimes we need assistance with making good decisions with that we have a chaplaincy program that we're going to have in place you know they have chaplains across the state to where they can also provide that support if we have unfortunately it happens if we have an officer uh, killed in the line of duty that's pretty traumatic for law enforcement. So we're yeah. going to have chaplains across the state to deal with that as well. Well, Johnny, you're the right man for this job. That is for sure. And I appreciate one that. of the things that Sean Tindall talked about, going back to that financial resiliency, is that in this legislative session, he is really focused on trying to get pay up. He wants it to be really competitive, and he's really focused on it. And by having all the key people in place like you, he can say focus on th those kinds of issues, and I'm, I'm thrilled that he is. Anyway, listen, we're out of time, but we're going to come back together again soon and, and get an update on how the implementation of the program is going. Congratulations. You're the right guy for this job, and uh, good luck to you and, the, and your fellow officers as you continue to go forward. Thank you, Ricky, and thank you. thank you for the support. You bet, my friend. You bet. We'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.